Hello, this is Matilda, host of Coffee with Matilda, Journey to Self. Today, we are with Relationship Secrets again <laughs> um, with John Freeman. Hello, John. How are you? I'm very well, Matilda. Thank you. Nice to be here. How's the weather? <laughs> we always start with the weather because it's a nice thing to start. We are in a fall right it, now, I think. Uh, yeah, we definitely seem to be heading that way here. It's it's cooler, and uh, but it's a nice day. It's sunny and light cloud, so uh, yeah, nothing to complain about. Very nice. It's, so what's you know, it like in Paris? I'm actually sunny, a little bit sunny. Uh, this is my first time, obviously, staying in Paris for all this time. <laughs> and I never realized how much sun is important for someone. <laughs> uh, it's really hard to get very sunny days here. It's always cloudy, rainy. I'm missing New York. I'm missing LA. I'm missing America. <laughs> It's, uh, I think it takes time to get used to it. I'm sure if someone comes and moves to England, they're going to feel the same too, no? Not a lot of sun. Yes. Yes, I spent two years in Arizona, so uh, I've, I've seen that contrast the other way around too. Is it fun to be under the sun all the time? I think it really affects your mood, no? It does. I, I found... I. It, it's too much. I mean, you, Arizona is you, a lot of the time you just can't go out, you know. So, and, um, yeah, so it didn't it didn't suit me. And I like the green. I really love the green of um, uh, of England and of uh, other places which are. And the rain. So <laughs> yeah, well, that comes that comes with the rain. You have to be willing to. Yeah. Very nice. Yeah, here it rains a lot, so I think I'm a little bit homesick and the weather is affecting me. But I'm sure I'm getting, it's just process of getting used to. So today's topic is very, I mean, all of our topics are interesting, but today's topic, again, I couldn't sleep much because I was thinking, what do you want from a relationship? And it was a, it was an important topic because made me really think I know what I want but do I really know what what I want is it from society is it somewhere I read about is it somewhere um, I watched a movie and I think oh that's a good criteria to have or is it really what Matilda wants in a relationship so I've been thinking and uh, it's been an interesting journey, just the process of it. And I came to this conclusion that I think I'm an open-minded person fairly, but then realized not a lot of things in me are dictated from um, other people's opinion, like society, like culture, like parents. And maybe some of the examples of the people that I see that I want, oh, I want this part in my relationship, I want that part of this particular relationship of those people in my relationship. But then we don't really put the time to really understand our needs and how we can cover it with another human being involved. No? 
it, yes, it's it's not it's not easy, and I, I think at this point, I mean, we've certainly talked about kind of the different places that our images come from, and uh, so on. But in a way, one of the I think one of the things for that is helpful for people to do is to move past the well, where does this come from into how do I truly get in touch with what's inside me and what what would I choose so the thing that tends to happen first is it, it doesn't matter where your perceptions have come from what matters more is how much of a hold have they got over you so how much have you kind of taken it for granted that this is the way I am, this is the way I think, and this is the way my relationship should be. And to truly look at what happens for you in a relationship, or when you're thinking about a relationship, what really comes up? <clears throat> because for a lot of people, especially these days, our personal freedom is important our freedom to explore who we are and to do the things that we want to do that might be just for us and that might not be something that we want to do with the partner making sure that you can retain the freedom to do that mm. even though you've got a relationship it can be kind of tough because there is a mold that either you think you've got to fit or you find your partner thinks that you've got to fit. So knowing what do you want is, do you want the relationship because you really love the fact that when you're in a long-term relationship, you get to cuddle up to somebody every night and wake up to them in the morning and you've got that coziness that is a really big deal for some people for other people it's like ooh, that all feels a bit icky and i actually you know i, I don't want i don't want that intensity of closeness so what's real for you you know where do you where where do you sit on the scale of of liking that and for some people i want my I want my relationship to be my best friend. Mm. And that can work. I've known, I, I mean, I, I would say that the, that uh, my 25 year marriage was like that. Um, and it, it really worked in all sorts of ways for that reason. But it's not what, everybody wants and it's not always what will show up because what you might find shows up is somebody who's got all sorts of other things but won't be your best friend and therefore you need to be able to say okay I can have my best friend be somebody other than the, the partner I live with and I, I, I think that's especially true my my prejudice my interesting point of view about that is is that it's probably more often true for women than it is for men um 
not exclusively so i've known men who who have really good best buddies and they're you know they're really close relationship and really important so the thing is being willing for it to be what it is for you and not thinking that it is going to be a particular way it's it's the conclusions that you start with that actually get you into trouble rather than <laughs> being in the question of okay what do i want what do i need you know um uh, john is very interesting um right now my partner is not a person that i mean certain elements in him wasn't something that I would think five years ago I would be attracted or I would want to be with. For me, it was like, oh, I want to be with shakers and movers of New York. And I have a very hyper personality as well. So I wonder why I didn't work out with the other men. But with him, he gives me that sense of groundness, which I never felt with other men. And this is coming from, because what I'm trying to say, what I wanted and what I needed was very different. This is what I'm realizing today in my relationship. At the beginning, I didn't think, oh, he's the one. Because I was like, oh, no, I want this type of a man, this type of a man. But then I realized, no, this works. And that workability is very important. And sometimes, and I'm telling this, so listeners, the people that are looking for partners might resonate with them. Sometimes we say we want this kind of a man or this type of a woman that does this, that does that to us, towards us. But realities, maybe we don't need those. We need other things to work out. So it's kind of, we have to understand um, the workability part as well, no? Well, com completely. And I think it's also a, about the mindset where, I mean, there, there's this big thing out there in the world about the one. <laughs> and... Um, that can work for some people but what if if you're on a, on something which is more of a journey and you're exploring yourself there, there's there's part of what gets set up is that people around you and possibly in your own head and possibly in the head of your partner is this thing of okay we're coming together and we're going to have something and the intention is we have to make it work forever ever and if we don't make it work forever we've failed mm. and i th i think that's a really kind of unhelpful and probably outdated idea yeah. because um you know, life, life is an exploration. Why, why would you only necessarily, you know, it, it's like saying, okay, I like, um, I like avocados. So I'm only going to eat avocados for the rest of my life. And avocados will be nourishing to my body if that's the only thing I eat for the rest of my life. That's not 
that's not real and it prevents us from being in the space where <clears throat> possibly there is going to be somebody who really will feel right for a long-term relationship but unless you're willing to try something mm. and for it not to work and to acknowledge okay interesting experiment i learned something from that thank you very much let's kind of let, let's part amicably and what's next because that way more people will learn more about themselves <clears throat> and find their way more into relationships which are nourishing and which meet their needs at any time and you know maybe there is a point which okay you know there is an issue if your aim is to settle down and have children uh, i mean not which is not to say that lots of people don't <laughs> Uh, bring up children as, as single parents but that is you know that's harder to do and you get all the complexities of, of then people getting together with other people's stepchildren and how difficult that can be and I mean you know it becomes there, there is a certain yeah there, it, it becomes complicated and there is a certain level of okay you know if you can make parenthood work with one person maybe that's something you settle and maybe you even expect that okay you know we're going to do this for 20 years and then we'll then oh. we'll see where we are it's this notion that it has to be a particular way and th that you you've not done what you're supposed to do <clears throat> and it prevents people from truly recognizing and honoring what is happening for them at any particular time so <clears throat> excuse me i would like i would start if i'm thinking about this concept i would first say how matilda will um what matilda wants at the time what is the intention of being in a relationship for example if i want a relationship as a lifetime partner is a very different setting then i just want to uh, have a lover is a different setting just to have fun with someone it's a different setting so i think if someone is um they understand what they want this is the half of the battle is kind of done because they're looking for um, if I'm, for example, as a woman looking for a husband, I'm husband shopping, then I wouldn't be interested in a guy that is offering me just have fun and enjoy my time and no future there. I already would know that, okay, this is not a good match for me. So half of the battle is kind of, you won half of the battle by knowing what you're entering in. And then maybe, maybe, if we tell women especially, because we have a lot of sets, criteria, and I don't know how men function. I think they just live their life and then, wow, they meet an amazing woman and they're like, that's it, we want to settle down. Women, we have always, we talk about it always and we, um, from a young age, that's kind of inside us, um, how we, we want to have a future, we want to get married, we want to have kids. Maybe if that woman is clear what he, she wants from a relationship and then enters in that relationship 
communicating clearly what is her purpose and what she wants out of it as far as the outcome. Maybe it will be easier for a woman um, to find the right person, no? For, for that period of time. It can be, but I think the challenge is whether it is whether what you think you want is what you truly do want. Yeah. And whether when you if you go in with the notion that, oh, yes, this is what I want. And then you get there and then you find out, oh, that wasn't it. Um, and it's a really good idea not to go through a marriage ceremony uh, <laughs> until you're really clear that this was it. And let's face it, lots of people don't, um, you know, they, <laughs> they, they're so excited about the idea of, I mean, you know, walk down the aisle with somebody and we're going to have this big ceremony and there'll be loads of people and they spend two years planning their wedding. Um, and it's only after that they start thinking about the relationship itself. And so, you know, that that to me is a, a, a trap. That, I'm, I, it's very difficult for me, obviously. I, you know, I'm, I'm not a... a a woman but I think what I see with women and men is actually it, it, it I mean, it's different in the sense of what the image is but there is a process um, you know it's Disney World there, there, there's a huge I, I'm I'm going I'm going to wait and my prince will come and, and yeah. you know and yeah, there's that thing that people say where you know if you want to meet a prince you have to ki kiss an awful lot of frogs <laughs> and, and there is an equivalent it, there is an equivalent for for that for, for men which uh, nobody ever mentions but um, for, for a man you have to ki kiss an awful lot of princesses before one of them wakes up oh it's nicer. That's the, the sleeping. That's the, that's the Sleeping yeah. Beauty. Um, <laughs> I thing never heard of that on one. <laughs> no, well, I made that up. So, but <laughs> it, it, that's just so. That's just my my perception is that you know we're we're kind of given these things that are mythologies which we're expected to conform to, and most cultures have some form of that mythology. I mean, the you know it's it's not it's not exclusive to uh to any culture and that is because there is there is a value for humanity mm. in creating this kind of notion that you are going to um get married and you're you're gonna bring up lots of of little princesses and little princes but it's not how we live anymore. So it's, it's kind of, we have, we have such high, high ambitions. So many of us, we really want so much out of life. And, you know, we want what we want out of our career and we want what we want out of our hobbies and we want what we want out of, I don't know, the, the things that we like to watch to, go to movies or to go to the theater or to go to sports events or, or whatever it is you know there's this huge range that we're trying to satisfy all of it 
And then we're at the same time trying to fit all of that, all of the things that we want to satisfy into the same box. And we haven't even talked about sex yet. Mm-hmm. You know, you can meet somebody who is your best friend, but they not, may not be the ideal sexual partner. And what do you do then? And I'm talking from personal history then. My 25-year marriage was with somebody who was my best friend. It was a, we had a wonderful relationship, but the sexual chemistry was never quite there. And it wasn't until after 25 years, she met and fell in love with this tall, dark, handsome, ex-US military person called Yvonne, that she realized that actually she was not entirely oriented towards a heterosexual relationship. She was actually turned on by women and she had not been recognizing that. And that had been sort of a, you know, that had been the grit in our, our oyster for those 25 years. And she's now married to Yvonne and we're all, you know, we're all good friends. We, I, I, I love them both dearly. Um, a question, one second. Do you think it would have been easier if she would have, I mean, if it's very personal, you don't need to answer, but do you think it would have been easier if she fell in love with another man or it was difficult, it was, or it was more difficult that she would fall in love with a woman? I, uh, I don't think what I perceive now, what I believe now based on what's happened is that there wouldn't have been a man who could have done what really turned her on sexually mm. because the chemistry just wasn't, wasn't there. And that's why she's, um, that's why she's with Yvonne because that actually worked for whatever reason. Mm. And, um, So, I mean, I, that, I'm presenting that as a kind of, that, that's maybe an extreme example, but it's like, there are so many things about a, a relationship and even about how you operate that relationship. I mean, maybe if both of us had been able to recognize this is an issue and we recognize not only that it is an issue, but know what the issue was, we could have said, okay, you know, we'll, we'll have a more open relationship mm. and we will make other things possible. And maybe that might have, you know, maybe yeah. that might have worked. Maybe it wouldn't. But whether it would have worked for, me, for, for myself and Juliana is not really the issue. It's whether it would work for, for yeah. you or for one of the listeners. What are the boxes that we put ourselves in about who we can be, what we can have, what is possible for the kind of life we want to lead so that's where i come from so john um so since when i was thinking <laughs> yesterday about our topic today and i've been analyzing it and i was like maybe maybe it's not even what i want in a relationship because i um if i'm gonna go in a relationship doesn't matter if it's a romantic relationship or a friendship if I'm going to go to a, any type of a relationship, open-minded, sharing that 
I want to be as close to my true self why I'm in this relationship. And whatever the outcome comes, or whatever happens in that relationship, is maybe happening because my soul needs it. And I just take it for the lesson that I'm going to learn from it. And if it ends, it ends. If it doesn't end, okay, I'm, I'm evolving as a human being as well. So the point will be, if I want to grow as a human being with this relationship, do you think that would have been, that would be a more better perspective of how to choose a partner and how to be in a relationship? Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, one of the, <laughs> you know, the expression kind of that closes the end of the, of the, of the myth story is, and they lived happily ever after. Yeah. Well, you know, it, there's kind of there's the biggest lie of all because actually <laughs> life is more <laughs> I think even even for princesses life was more difficult than that because things would change and mm. so I would say a total yes to your question in the sense that if your relationship isn't built on the notion that we understand right from the start that both of us are going to change. We don't know what that change will look like, but we come in with the expectation that we are going to support each other to change in the way that we need to change. And we're going to have that growth and that development together. And I think a relationship which which instantly kind of the day you come back from honeymoon goes into a box where this is how we're going to be and this is how we're going to stay. I think that's really very difficult for most people. Some people may be quite happy to get into that and they, they, they've chosen it and they're going to be fulfilled by that. And good luck to them. It's not what I see happening in the world. That's why, you know, whatever the figure is two-thirds of two-thirds of marriages yeah. uh, end in divorce it, it, it's it, yeah. uh, i think oh for example whatever you're suggesting that freedom that you give to your partner to become who they really meant to be for you and the freedom that you give to yourself to to explore and communicate your needs very freely it can be very frightening, I mean, um, for some people. The idea that, okay, if I give that freedom to my partner and if they change and all of a sudden they don't want me anymore, that can be kind of hurtful too. Uh, on the other way as well, if I change and um, I don't want this partner anymore and I want to change somebody else with someone else, it can be very hurtful even to think about for yourself. So it's kind of, yes. so it really needs courage. It really needs courage and also understanding of life, that essence of life, that not everything changes. And to hold on to someone and say, oh my God, you have to be whatever I want in life. And if you don't give me this, you're not making me happy and I have to, 
I have to divorce you. That was really a lot of responsibility to another person and expectations. From Absolutely. Yeah. So there's a lot of things in, in that. I mean, the, the first thing I pick out of what you just said is that if you ever find yourself thinking and even worse saying to somebody else, it's your job to make me happy. Mm. Then you need to sort yourself out because it isn't ever anybody else's job to make me happy. Yeah. It's my job to find out how to be a fulfilled and happy person and how to bring that into my relationship. And even, you know, ideally, I mean, okay, no, you know, nobody's going to do this a hundred percent, but the more you are already in a, you have that sense of, inner fulfillment and inner comfort with who you are that you don't need somebody else to complete you or to yeah. be some way to make you happy it's more that you're happy and you can share that happiness and you can have the richness of being that with somebody else and that's that that's really in reality, that's the only way that anybody is going to get a viable relationship. If you're always in the space where you think that somebody else has to be a certain way in order for it to be okay for you, then you've, you've already kind of set yourself on a path to, to difficulty. Yes, I'm realizing that actually, um, because I've moved here and I don't know anyone and he's the person that I know. So he's my best, he's becoming my, maybe the COVID, I don't know. He's becoming my best friend. He's becoming everything that I want in one person. And I feel like I'm putting a lot of pressure on the relationship because, and I'm not taking the responsibility of, okay, I chose to come here and I need to find ways that I'm going to be happy and that I'm going to bring that joyful excitement and beautiful feeling to the relationship as well so i don't need to rely on the other person for giving me that um those feelings um i think when people move for someone else i mean obviously it's their choice but the concept was for someone or i feel like if somebody give away for women sometimes that happen when they have ch children they don't go to work for a while. And maybe when you give away something that you were always doing, you might start blaming your partner for the sacrifice. So I think at the beginning, you have to be very okay with whatever sacrifices that you're doing and to know if you're doing this sacrifice, are you going to be okay? Are you going to be happy without any expectations from the other side do you think that's yes visible yes i think I, I i think it's feasible i also think it's kind of it's essential it is actually made about taking responsibility for your own choices uh and if you're not clear in, in general i would say if you're not clear about a choice if you don't know that you're in that place where, yeah, I can totally take responsibility for that, for, for, for this, then, then don't choose that. 
Yeah, and uh, you know, when you're in your comfort zone, you might not, you're, maybe you're not very clear or you're not even, it's not very vivid, the choices that you're making, because it's kind of an automatic, a lot of them that you're doing, or in a relationship, you already have your own um, comfort of your daily life from your, um, you know, because you've been living in that place for a long time. But when you change your place, then there is lots of things that comes to the surface. Now you really need to find happy moments and not necessarily he or she needs to give you that. You need to really understand where is these happy things inside you. And it's interesting when you're outside of your comfort zone, lots of challenges come inside and it's not really maybe challenges when you're in your comfort zone. I'm really realizing this now. Yes, I mean, it is a big thing to move, to move countries and move cultures. And sometimes it can be, a, it can be a really big thing, even just to, you know, move across a city or to uproot something which has been an area of, of life that is working well. And to kind of pitch yourself into the unknown. And so that there's a, there's kind of pluses and minuses with with that. There, there's pitching yourself into the un, unknown is an opportunity to learn and grow, and it, it can be exciting. But yeah, we're all going to feel the tension of of that and the insecurity that comes with that. I mean, that is that is human. Um, but again, it's a it's about yes there it takes courage but it also takes a, a different attitude to life i think of not actually expecting life to be comfortable exactly. in, in that sense of of of, <laughs> of 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 knowing that you know it, you you can't have excitement and comfort at the same time is you know people get on surfboards because they're going to have the experience of being in that place of I'm adjusting my position on the surfboard second by second or microsecond by microsecond in the knowledge that if I get this wrong, I'm going to be under the wave for a while. And that's exciting and it's uncomfortable and that's good. You know, it's a good kind of dis discomfort. Knowing what the difference is between kind of good, good comfort and, and, dying you know dying day by day comfort uh you know if i want i i think i did you know the image is kind of you, you know you can you can either die day by day or you can get to your oh. physical death with the recognition you've ever never actually lived in the first place so and it, for each of that that each of us that's a that's a choice that any of us make. Where are we going to find what works for us on that yeah. blend of excitement and comfort? I, I was I was listening to a, a colleague yesterday. He was talking about he he worked for a, a while with people who were um, they were expats, mm -hmm. and 
he actually did a, did a study, did his master's study on the difference between the expats who would get into the foreign place and they would make everything that they were in wrong. They would think that the culture they were in, that people were behaving stupidly. They would be absolutely desperate to make sure that they had the foods that they were used to shipped from home rather than go out into the marketplace and shop for what was there. You know, and then there are other people who they approached it from a, oh yeah, okay, here's an excitement. I'm going to adapt to this. I'm going to learn enough of the language to go out and buy my foods in the marketplace. I'm going to learn to cook what's here. I'm going to learn to live without my particular kind of favorite food from, from my home place. These are two different ways of approaching life. You know, who are you? How are you going to do that? I'm, yeah, I'm figuring that out. And it's interesting because, you know, I'm learning this um, experience uh, made me to learn about myself a lot. And it's, um, I've moved places before, but I always moved as a single woman. Now I moved as a, you know, I believe he's my life partner. So it's a very different um, adjustment. Uh, I know how to survive as a single woman, but I don't know how to survive in a relationship. So I'm learning my steps here. But one thing that I'm that I feel like it became very important for me, and I felt it. I always talk about, oh, you need to love yourself and you need to understand your needs. In this particular scenario, I really feel like if I don't address my needs, if I don't communicate it uh, in a more proper way, or if I don't address it even inside me, uh, there is no one else to help me or there is no one else that, there is no comfort of a daily routine that I used to have in New York that can give me girlfriends or even going to a workout class that was giving me that joy or going to Whole Foods and buy certain things. I don't have it around me. So I have to really find what Matilda needs and communicate it in a proper way with my partner so my needs are met and his needs are met in this process as well. So communication and understanding what you need and what you want is like, oh, it's actually the, the big part of the being in a relationship. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. And if but you're, you, you know, you have, you're saying the right things about it because you have the understanding that communication is one, one of the keys and the ability to um, enter into those conversations and in such a way that you both understand that um, honoring the other person's needs and honoring your own needs is, is something that uh, it's a, it's a shared journey and it's a negotiation. It's an agreement. It's not a compromise. If it's a compromise, something is going wrong. I like that. I like to negotiate my terms. <laughs> so John, if someone is, I mean, they are looking for relationships, they want to be in a relationship and it, our topic is what do you want from a relationship? So what do you suggest them? What are the 
how would someone really know what do they want from a relationship? So a couple of responses to that. The first is to just be asking, asking the question. When you when you have an idea about what it is you think you want, be willing to, to ask the question, to look inside your, your being, your body, to feel, okay, is this really mine? Is this, can I feel from a depth that this is my choice and not something that I've just taken on board from wherever it might come. And even then to kind of, to make your choice about, okay, this is what I want to try next from the point of view of, I've made a choice and it's when I make a choice that I actually get information about what that choice leads to. It's, that's when I get the awareness. You know, I, 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 I won't get the awareness until after I've made the choice. I can't look at what I am now and think that I'm going to make a perfect choice mm -hmm. because I won't have the awareness until the choice has been made and I see what happens in me, what shows up. So you have to be willing to live with that sense of, that sense of being on the on the surfboard that when when your balance tips yeah. and you feel that this is not the way that you need to go that you're ready to rebalance so that in a sense you're making your choices in in kind of um you know in minute by minute you don't get stuck in you make a choice but you don't get stuck in it you make the choice you get your awareness and you respond from the new awareness as to do I continue with this choice or do I make another choice? So that is going to be true around all aspects of how you think and feel about the relationship. And it's actually a, it's a different kind of life practice that you live in the question and you don't live in the conclusion. So if you're in a conclusion, if you've got a conclusion and you've decided this is right, that's the time to say, okay, I need to open that up. It's just a point of view. It's just an interesting point of view I have. This is the way <laughs> that I love. <laughs> yeah. That's very interesting um, to stay in the question. I love it. Actually, I think my... Um, as I started my podcast series with you, I'm in the question zone constantly. <laughs> so I guess I'm doing something right. <laughs> I'm questioning certain things that I never questioned before. I just went with the flow. But now I'm questioning and it's actually interesting because sometimes when I question and I don't even know the answer and I'm like, whoa, do I really know myself then? So I guess we the relationship secrets I'm learning about Matilda more than anyone else. Good. <laughs> Very good, John. So we, um, we have to wrap up and we will be with our audience next week with another episode of Relationship Secrets. Jolly good. I look forward to that. It's been fun. Thank you for listening. Ciao. <laughs>
Bye.